You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Always Draft Season podcast, part of the Packer Net Podcast Network. Jake Shavink here. Mason Thompson is with me as always. Mason, how are you doing on this uh, fine Thursday evening? Uh, I'm ready to kind of get into the next year's draft class um, a little bit more today. Kind of got done with our last draft class. We'll kind of dive into that a little bit more here today, but we're kind of opening the door slight creek just to kind of look ahead a little bit and also kind of looking at some past drafts as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it. it listen, <laughs> it's June. <laughs> There's no way you can stop us from peaking in the next year. It can't happen. So we're going to do it. Mason alluded to that. We are going to start with uh, offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year stuff. Just kind of look at the odds, kind of think of what like some players we might throw out there uh, that, that could potentially win it. And then we'll kind of get into a question that we really that was really interesting um, that I posted Um Oh, that was posted on Facebook. Then we'll throw out 2023 takes after we take a break. So first <laughs> off, we're going to go into offensive and defensive rookie of the year. I've pulled up some of the odds, Mason. And honestly, I feel really underwhelmed on offense right now. Oh, yeah. Just because like some of the receivers, I think you and I both really liked in the draft. I feel like the opportunity just might not be there for them to win offensive rookie of the year. And I think the two that I want to hit really quick and before we throw out like our picks Kenny Pickett right now, at least as of this article, is the leader in the clubhouse. Probably because, again, quarterbacks who start the full year, build up some stats, win yourself an offensive rookie year, fine, whatever. Last year, thank goodness, none of the quarterbacks played good, and they didn't just give it to one of them, which yeah. was nice. I mean, a 266 three-touchdown performance probably elevated that a little bit to give Jamar Chase some favor. But the two that like I look at and I'm like, I just don't – like Drake London at plus 700 is – a top two tied for second with someone else. And then Garrett Wilson at, at plus 900 in sixth. I just don't know how much you're going to see opportunity. And it's for different reasons, right? Drake London, Mario Dunritter throwing the ball to him. Like Kyle Pitts is already there. Kyle Pitts has a thousand yard season under his belt already. It has a tight end, which is just nuts, by the way, and should have a big year this year. Again, a lot of targets peppered his way. I just don't know how much like I trust the quarterbacks. And then with Garrett Wilson, it's like Corey Davis. You know, you have someone else we're going to, I'm sure, going to bring up that's a rookie right next to him that the Jets drafted, right? And, but Elijah Moore, Davis, like I mentioned, and then two tight ends they signed and they also brought in Rucker. So, like, they're lo- they loaded up on offense. I just don't know if Wilson's going to get enough targets to, to win that award. What, Mason, just initial thoughts. I don't know if you have like the odds in front of you or whatnot on offense. If like what stood out first? I have like a difference. I pulled up like the odds are a little bit different. Like London's okay. at plus seven fifty on this one, and then Wilson's at plus a thousand. So it's a little okay. bit different. But like I was thinking about like on the way up here, like I was just like, who wins offensive rookie of the year? And you just like no one really sticks out, which I mean is good just to have this conversation, I guess. But it's just like you're kind of picking away because like None of these quarterbacks really stick out. Um, if there was one right now, I would maybe see Ritter just because the Falcons Twitter page has been hyping him up more than like I've seen ever seen like a third round rookie. Yeah. So it's kind of insane. Like I wouldn't necessarily be even surprised at this point if he starts week one. Obviously that helps his chances a lot more because I remember the year Baker won it. He didn't start until like week four. So that – I mean, a quarterback obviously kind of blows the name out of the water a little bit for this. Um, obviously, it's kind of rough because maybe there's like a tackle that'll that should win it, like Slater last year. Maybe it was in the case Creed Humphrey. But oh man, I didn't I mean, know how early we were going to talk about this. But like, listen, 
Tristan Wirfs, I don't know if he necessarily got robbed because <laughs> Herbert and Jefferson both played extremely yeah. well. So I think you could have given it to any of them. If it hadn't been for that chase performance, I just don't know how you don't give Creed Humphrey that award last year. Yeah. How great yeah. he, he's an all pro as a rookie. Like that's just, that just not happen at center. And yeah. like you said, Rashawn Slater was, was downright phenomenal oh, yeah. as well. Last year. So like, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, it's going to suck because I'm sure like a Kwanu is going to just freaking just dominate in oh, Carolina, yeah. but Carolina's bad. So people are going to just like kind of dismiss it. They're going to look for the flashy stats of somebody else. That's what's going to hurt me the most is if like Neil or Kwanu or even Cross plays so well, or even our boy Zion Johnson. Oh, yeah. In, in, in LA. Um, like if any of them play like so well, I'm going to be ticked if they don't get an award. Like it, at some point, some, some point you're going to have to do this. This might be the year. The tackles were some of the first off the board before the quarterbacks, before the receivers. Like just don't, I just hope the voters have an open mind. Yeah. Like looking at it again, like nothing sticks out. I mean, you said it with Brees, like Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. They have a lot of weapons around them. If I had to like pinpoint one right now, I would maybe say, cause like, I mean, I know it's OTAs, but like Christian Watson has not had a good few days from what it sounds like. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, take that with a grain of salt. It's OTAs. But I know we both agree that Romeo is going to kind of blow him out of the water a little bit here this first year. Um, yeah, maybe that's a dark horse at this point. That's a possibility. Maybe. But, like, on this list right here, uh, for me, I guess it's kind of easier to pick, like, a receiver that doesn't necessarily have, like, the most competition around him. So, like, your guy, Sky Mormon. That could be. I mean. Chris Olave, maybe, a little bit as well. Uh, Traylon Burks, maybe, but that's just more of a run-first offense and maybe a little bit of a hot take, but I expect Tennessee to just kind of not even – come close to making the playoffs this year. There you go. There's a hot take. I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't know. Watson seems really high on this list for me. I get that yes. the targets are going to be available. But like you and I said, I, I think he's going to be – his explosiveness is going to factor into this offense in ways that may not translate to high production this year. Just his presence is going to be impactful, though. Whereas Romeo Dobbs might be that chain moving type along with Lazard in this offense where that's where Rogers goes a lot. I agree with you. I think Chris Olave, that's one of the two guys I have highlighted as my, pick, yeah. if I were to pick one, just because we don't know Michael Thomas's health. I know they've talked about like, Oh, he'll be yeah. ready. He'll be ready. We don't know that. Like they, they say that it's hard to say. And like Jarvis Landry, I'm not really worried about Landry taking no. targets from Olave. Not even. Come on. Jameis Winston. <laughs> Loves to play that hero, chuck it up. Oh, yeah. ball. Like, so I mean, guy with easy speed who can win on the field. Like, I, I not as I much LASIK. I know the LASIKs helped him a little bit, but he also wasn't... Olave can be the separating chain mover too. Yeah. So that's the other part of the equation. So, like, Olave can make it happen at all three levels. So I he didn't I have could... as much of a gunslinging mentality last year, though. He didn't. It's true. It's true. But I do think Olave can easily emerge as like this, oh, just, yeah. this guy can be reliable for Winston you know, they're going to throw the football. Like they're, they're not going <laughs> to yeah. shy away from it. Right. No. This is Dennis. This is still a Dennis Allen team. They're going to, they're aggressive on defense. They're going to be aggressive yeah. on offense too. So I like Olave a lot. I do actually think Brees Hall has a decent case oh, yeah. for this. Like that is, that's where I put my money it is on Hall or Olave right now. I get the sky more thing. I do, but like they could be so different on offense. Oh, this year. And I'm actually like, really intrigued. I'm I really am. intrigued with that team, the team as a whole. Yeah, I, I'm putting I'm working on something a little bit on that with all the receivers yeah. they added. But like for but anyway, we'll, we, we'll talk about that. But like Miko Hardman, maybe this is his time for him. Maybe it's time. And like MVS, I know like we're uh, MVS is a roller coaster, but like he's going to make big plays for them. Juju is going to be important. Oh, yeah. He's going to be very important. And Travis Kelsey ain't going anywhere. So, like, Sky Moore in that offense is going to be really nice because it's just another playmaking threat. Like, I do think he might actually just be better than Michael Hardman right now. So, that's why I think that argument makes a lot of sense. But, like, there's just so many to feed there. Maybe CEH. Maybe this is a year. I, we're holding out hope. 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm not. But, wow. Okay. Mason's already off. I'm holding <laughs> out a little hope because I just feel like the fit never made sense. There. Well, you're like, also he, talking they ran to a, a lot guy of that... duo. They ran a lot of duo at LSU. Yeah. They, that was just very much his, his press and work out, work into gaps where he could rather than zone and, and all this stuff that, that it's just a little different. And adjusting, that's part on him, not adjusting, right? And it's been a couple of years, but, like, we're getting off track. But, like, <laughs> Sky Moore's in a lot of competition and a great yeah. offense. Jameson is interesting. But is he going to just – are Miller they going to rush him? No, I don't – I think that front office is way too smart to rush him. Yeah. Like, they're building it the right way. 100%. And it's rough to see as a Packer fan that the Lions are being smart. Yeah. But – Listen, I which we'll I talk know, more about. I know we're we're a Packers. This is a Packers podcast feed and network. Like, but like, as a draft fan and someone who oh, is, yeah. enjoys football, it's just nice to see the Lions like potentially doing something that could really yield results for a long time. So I mean, kudos to them if they can really get this done. And uh, they're one. They're really one position away, minus a obviously a few holes there nobody's perfect yeah. but they're one position away and i think we'll be talking about probably yeah. one of those we'll, guys we'll get to it later bit. but yeah so they might not rush williams i mean kenneth walker's ken walker interesting depending mm-hmm. on like what happens with penny because i know it's the usual when does penny get hurt and it seems like he's already got some ailing injury and otas already sounds like chris carson's kind of he's he was hurt too he's he's got an injury as well he's by the way big injury they don't know what's yeah. going on with him i saw a report saying that Pete Carroll said they're obviously not going to rush him because it's a bit more kind of almost career-ending-ish a little bit. Um, maybe Seattle's a team that likes to just say, hey, we're just going to u- not use the running back we should, so maybe it's Travis Homer season or something. Could be. We're not going to sit here and try to figure Seattle out. We already talked it's, about that's that. Difficult. If you, if that's you listen so to difficult. our last podcast, you know. <laughs> you know how Seattle's draft is a little puzzling. Like, we don't know what they're doing. Like, hands off to see what. That's another team. Like you're fascinated yeah. by Kansas City and what, oh, yeah. what they could do, what they're going to do offensively. I'm just interested to see how Seattle's going to attack this season offense. I mean, especially with the news that Sleeper sent out today with Baker potentially being their guy if he gets cut or something. Maybe they do send a pick for him, but what happens then next year if they do better? Yeah. It's weird. The, the Burks thing is interesting because like there could be targets because this wood's going to be oh, yeah. rushed back. No, obviously Kyle Phillips is there. Mason's big fan of Kyle Phillips. That's the other thing, though, right? Is like people be instantly go to like, oh, Burks can get stuff in the slot. Yeah. No. But everybody else plays there. So it's not like he's going to be the only person. Like, there's just no way I'm taking Kyle Phillips out of the slot as good as he is there. Yeah, no. So, like, if they're in, I guess if they're in 12. Potentially. I mean, they're going to be running 12 so much. So that's the problem. There's no slot. They're going to be in 12 so much anyways. It's like Atlanta. I'm going, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think Oconco is going to be on the field quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Even as an up back for them, like that could be a, a huge part of what they do. So, like, there's just not going to be a lot of slot reps for Burks. I just – I got to see it from Burks. He's my wide receiver five. Like, and I really liked him, and he's just so exciting. And he's just a prospect you just just really love to watch because he's so exciting. Oh, yeah. But, like, he there's was, a reason he has an upside tag to him. Yeah. Such a fun watch, is, but, like – yeah. You've got some concerns with that, like excitement, especially in like an offense with Tennessee. If you can yeah. get it, even though like <sighs> getting off track, but again, that team as a whole, I just think it's going to take a massive step back. Yeah. So it's like, and then you've got like the concerns with like Tannehill, does he get taken out? And then that throws a wrench into things with who Willis might throw to more and everything. Oh, it's yeah. Just, that will be it. That could be. Yeah. It's just kind of that team again. Another team that's going to be interesting to watch. It's, yeah, that's going to be so weird because, like, Tennessee could be like, oh, yeah, like, we're, what, four and one? I don't even know what their schedule looks like. I don't. I mean, I can. Like, like they're like, they could be, like, four and one, and they'll be like, comment and be like, okay, Tannehill's fine. Like, we're going to pepper targets. Woods gets back. Like, we're still going to run the football a lot. But if, if they're bad and Malik Willis steps in, they're going to really run the football. <laughs> like, they, yeah. they're not going to mess around. They drafted Son Askins. Like, they're, I don't and think then, they'll be afraid to to rotate oh, yeah. backs in and, and, and then you've got Traylon Burks just coming around on like end arounds and screens and all that nonsense using him as a running back. Yeah. Just whatever they want to do. 
it's possible. I've learned that like those two teams, like Atlanta and Tennessee, have like positionless players. Yeah. Like Patterson. He might play Z. Patterson might just play Z himself. Yeah. And they're gonna they'll they'll run Algier until (laughs) until they see what they get. Um anybody like day two? I know we've kind of I guess there's been a couple guys day two. We talked about I mean there's our guy or Alec Pierce. Pierce could be. I kind of have a funny feeling about Tolbert. Because Gallup, when is he going to be back? And they're not going to stop throwing. I know CeeDee Lamb's going to be alpha dog this year. Like, oh, yeah. Give me those targets. But, like, Tolbert. That's a dark horse. He's not even on this list at all. Yeah, I know. The two two and three in Dallas have been productive. Like, Cedric Wilson was productive. So, like, to say Jalen Tolbert, I mean, I I don't see that. that. That's a dark horse I would throw out there. Linderbaum? They're not going to pick an offensive line, but if they haven't already, hey, don't do say it. they're not. Well, that's a closed-minded attitude. Remember, we're open-minded to the, to I the mean, offensive fair. lineman. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a first-round pick. I mean, they... fair enough. I just if they didn't do it already, it's just kind of rough to see them like doing it again. I don't know. Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame Jamar Chase for that two well, yeah. six-yard game. <laughs> Insane, but okay. That that tipped the scales. If that doesn't happen, and the Bengals lose that game, and they don't, I mean, oh yeah, I think it would have been the year. But yeah, it should have. Yeah, if, the, if that if that game doesn't happen, as insane as like Jamar Chase's year already was. Yeah. Okay, so three names. Rattle it off. Who do you got? Probably Olave, Hall, and like Olave Hall, and then Sky Moore, I guess. Okay. I'm gonna yeah, Olave and Hall, and you know what? I'm putting Ikki Aquanu on there just because <laughs> it's time. It's time. Okay, so we go to defense uh, real quick here, and obviously, you know, all the edge guys that went top five are going to be at the top of the list. They're at the top of the list, but I do think I really think the best bet is absolutely Devin Lloyd. Yeah, the numbers are going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be all over the place in Jacksonville's defense. Like this, just when they tra- I just remember when they traded up and they selected him. I remember thinking in my mind, I'm like, man, there it is, because it's usually a first round pick. Yeah. Like, man, there it is. There's your there's your defensive rookie of the year. That that just jumped out immediately. And it's like typically a linebacker because the tackle numbers stick out. Like, look at Darius Leonard. Look at Mike Parsons. Obviously, like Parsons is a different animal. But yeah. like, yeah, when. I was listening. I'm guessing it was stock exchange. They were talking about like it's difficult for like a defensive back to win it unless you have like seven interceptions. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like Michael Parsons had defensive player of the year votes. Yes. Yeah. So like, I don't expect that to happen here necessarily. I just don't know, man. Like Lloyd's the one who stands out like the most, even of like the first page guys. Yeah. And then it gets interesting. And I, I like my mind just immediately is going to like day two guys where I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like this guy could easily do it. Could see him having a lot of sacks. There were at least two guys that, that came to mind, but like Jermaine Johnson's another one I could easily see yeah. pushing the envelope there. Like Thibodeau could absolutely win it running away. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. Hutchinson winning it wouldn't shock me, but like Lloyd and Johnson is like the later first round guys are the guys that sit out. I think like the exact same, I guess. Um, pretty much more of like Hutch Lloyd, and then like uh maybe even like a Nicobe Dean if everything gets kind of figured out, and he's like more on the field for Philadelphia because their linebackers aren't great. So they might be a team that makes the playoffs. So that he might have that going for them, I guess. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I there's just gosh, there's so many Jets picks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like man, they just they can't all win. Sauce so isn't even on like the top. How many is this? Like 15 yeah, on just, here. Like you said, it's going to be so hard for DBs. I mean, if Hamilton plays like a lot of box on a linebacker yeah. and then it's like just all over the place, picks, tackles, like I could I mean, see it. I guess it's like kind of difficult for like defensive backs, kind of like the offensive line type yeah. thing where like if even if they're doing good, you don't really notice it unless they're doing horrific. Like that's the bad yeah. part about playing those positions. Yeah. If Stingley's locked down, he's not getting targeted. Oh yeah, no, and it's they'll, the same thing for stops. They will gladly, they will gladly throw that other direction. Whoever's playing opposite him, because they like they draft, they have two slot guys basically. Yeah. Houston. So Desmond like they're, King. yeah, they'll be 
and Petrie. They'll be glad to throw it to whoever's yeah. playing outside corner opposite Stingley. So that's the yeah, that's the problem. The day two guys, though, Mason. I mean, the two guys who stood out, who I just think could have a decent run at this, Nick Benito, yeah, and Drake Jackson. Drake Jackson, yeah, that makes a yeah, lot of sense. Everybody could be going at Bosa, Armstead, like the the whole group up front, and Drake Jackson. They just let him pin his ears let back him a go. few times, yep. let him go, see if he can bend it and and get six, seven sacks, and people be like, "Wow, yeah, that's that's good enough." Yeah. Same with Benito, as as a smaller guy like that, even like yeah. just to be able to have him out, out wide, you know, with a better angle, a quarterback, like with the burst that he has, it's just in a good, on a good team as well. And then we assume in Denver, like, yeah, you know, Chubbs there. I mean, they've Randy Gregory. Sure. But like just a, another guy to rotate in really quick, just pin the ears back and go like our two guys that I think if, if you're looking day two, I, that's where I would look. Yeah. I mean, I'll throw it like a kind of like a deep sleeper out here, but like if the Bears end up trading Robert Quinn, then you kind of have a very, 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 very big sleeper. Um, was it the Western Kentucky kid or which one was it? Uh, it was they Miami. Took, Ohio they one. took yeah, they took Robinson. Robinson. They took Robinson. So That's like a if deep sleeper, there you go. Yeah, so like if Quinn gets traded, which there's a lot more rumblings of right now, um, yeah, then there's going to potentially be a spot open for like a guy like Robinson to kind of get a starting spot in Chicago. So Arnold Ebicady. Yeah. In Atlanta. Yeah. Feels like a really nice bet. If Ojaba was healthy. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Would be, easy. Well, that's easy. the thing though. He would have been picked higher and we'd be like, yeah, yeah. we would know. We would know about, that I mean, being a thing. I think it was, we talked about it so many times. Like it felt like he was going to Baltimore either way. <laughs> like any time. You guys know this. Who listen? This is this is an Eric DaCosta stand podcast, <laughs> so you know, we have to sneak in some Ravens talk. But like, I don't know, Davis and Dean for the Eagles. I, I don't know. McDuffie I think it's more like Chief, like you said. Like it's just it's not going to happen. DBs. If if one of Willie Kay or Nick Bolton weren't there, I would love Leo <laughs> Chanel's chances, but they're there. So they're going to have three linebackers a lot. Like yeah. it would take somebody to get hurt for him to do it. Like I, I just don't. So like, I like if, if you're not going to go with the chalky Thibodeau Hutchinson picks, I would hammer the Lloyd number for yeah. sure. Um, I'm sorry, Packers fans. I'm not hammering Quay Walker. I was just about to ask. Cause he's like fourth on this list. He is. He's really yeah. high in the list. Like I'd rather put I don't money like on Devonte Wyatt, honestly. Yeah. Because I think he can't, I, I, I think yeah. the numbers are going to be. I know it's like the linebackers, they should be pushing these guys up because tackles, like, oh, the tackle numbers are, are big bubbles, yeah. But I would go my three, I'm going to put Lloyd, Ebba Katie, and Drake Jackson are the three. I'm going to leave off Benito in case you want to. I'm going to swap out your last one and put Dean in instead. Okay. Dean. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay, so there are our picks for, for Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year. Now, we have a question, and this is a good question, by the way, that was sent in uh, via the Facebook page by Jonas Gable. Uh, it was old draft-related. What Packers draft class was your favorite when it got drafted, and how did it end up panning out? Mason, you had, you had one for this, and I was kind of surprised, even though, like, I loved the first pick of this draft. but um, Like, as it happened – uh, like after Mika Fitzpatrick got drafted from the 2018 draft, I was like high, very high on Jair. So like, it makes sense for like this to be at this to be like mine. Uh, obviously like Josh Jackson falling that far as he did, obviously he didn't pan out, but getting him at 45 was outstanding. Um, at the time, uh, I kind of like studied a little bit more of like the, who the Packers visited. I was like, it's either Oren Burks or it's, um, then Josie Jewell. But again, Burks kind of flamed out, so that kind of theme of the whole entire draft. I liked Cole Madison a lot, and then you've got MVS and Equinemius St. Brown. Those were two of my guys, a little bit more, more so MVS. And then, yeah, I mean, it was not great looking back at it, but at the time I thought it was okay. Yeah. One I of mean, my favorites. It was, I mean, certainly the three receiver, or 
Yeah. Three. Three receivers. Jamon Moore wasn't <laughs> highlighted on the on the list. So I was like, where the heck is he? But yeah, where that, is that he? was exciting. Then the punter, obviously, that was exciting. He was not very good. I'm going to go well, back a little good. further. Um, and people are going to be like, oh, that's very revisionist. No. Okay. So 2014. I was geeked out my mind when Haha Clinton Dix made it to 21 and the Packers could take him. I was all in on that. He had a great rookie season, and it just kind of went a little downhill from there. Devontae Adams, I wasn't as excited about. I remember like people like, oh, he had like 24 touchdowns his final year. The production's off the charts. I'm like, okay, that sounds sounds nice. Um, but I do remember being excited about two fifth-round picks, and one of them was Corey Lindsley, who remember them talking about this guy and was like, yeah, this is a really athletic center. He's got great hands. He, he's a great leader, good character guy, moves all gets all over the place for this offense pulling space blocking all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's sounds phenomenal. And he came in right away and started as the starting center, which was really cool. And then I definitely remember uh, Jared Aberderis being picked in the fifth. And it was like, Oh yeah, nice. A badger receiver coming, staying in Wisconsin playing for the Packers. And obviously he didn't, wasn't as good as Jeff Janis who was picked in the seventh round. So it was pretty hit or miss. Obviously Clinton Dixon didn't really pan out, but Adams and Lindsay were, were huge picks there. And they got some run out of uh, out of Janice, um, maybe just the run being in, in the postseason. So that was a good question. So if you want to send more uh, and like that, you can check out Facebook. We're going to take a short break here, and we will be back with some 2023 NFL draft takes. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back here on the It's Always Draft Season podcast. For the second half of this, just going to throw out some 2023 NFL draft takes. This has zero structure to it. Legitimately, we we just don't – we haven't <laughs> – listen, we were – before we even started recording, we were trying, we were talking about guys, and we, we couldn't help ourselves. We are already talking about guys. So I'm not even going to – there's no real introduction we need to do here. That, that's kind of it already. 2020 NFL draft. Mason, just, just throw a takeout right now. I don't even care. Just throw one out. Just throw something out that you have. The pass rusher class is insane. Okay. Like, absolutely insane. Didn't want to expound on it or anything. Just just want to throw I it mean, out. Just didn't want I to. I think it. I mean, you said just throw something out. <laughs> you just said well, throw something I figured you were going to have something to it. I, okay. Well, like, look at Fair the enough. names. You've got, Will, you've got Will Anderson, obviously, at the top. That's yeah, like East. probably would have been the number one. Not even probably. would have been the number one pick this year. Jalen Carter, another Georgia guy, like probably maybe the best out of the two other ones drafted this year. Um, Ryan Breeze, Miles Murphy, all those guys, Isaiah Foskey, BJ Ojolari. It's really Nolan Smith, another Georgia guy. Go figure. Yeah. It's really just insane. You got receivers up the wazoo a little bit too, kind of more interesting names. Well, not even like interesting, just more noteworthy names. Another Ohio State guy. LSU guy, look at those receiver use pretty much. And then obviously you got to throw in the quarterbacks because you've got Stroud and Young at the top. And then you've yeah. got other guys like Levis. And then for some reason, 
There's you a got, lot of names after that that are oh yeah. are going to be and, have their way forced into oh, the first. Van Dykes. Yeah. It's and you got some running backs. Oh, we got running backs. Yeah, running back. Um, if y'all need one, uh, they. We oh, I do want to say one thing. Hold on, you have thrown out now. Okay. You've done all the names. I want to circle back for a second to okay. the defensive line <laughs> and edge class because okay, so Will Anderson last year numbers seventeen and a half sacks, seventy nine pressures, thirty one <laughs> tackles for loss in the SEC. Those are stupid numbers. Those numbers are stupid. Um, he should have probably won the Heisman, honestly. Um, The one thing with Jalen Carter I want to bring up is I legitimately believe this, that he is both Jordan Davis and Devontae White into a single human. (laughs) Okay. He's like, actually, he's actually that good defending the run. And he has just as much explosiveness and quickness as Devontae White has. He is, <laughs> I, people will be like, oh, the production wasn't there. Well, no kidding. How many guys on that defensive line do you need to, like, it just, I expect a big, big year for him. He's my number two overall player at the moment, right behind Will Anderson. My third <laughs> overall player, Mason mentioned him, Miles Murphy, for a, for as big a guy as he is. And- Which one? <laughs> uh, that's there you go that, that was good uh the Clemson edge rusher that's that's clever yes there are two miles Murphy's in this class uh six five two seventy five big dude great get off exceptional power great hands like this is potentially looking at like another Rashawn Gary type here oh, at that boy. size there like, goes maybe not projections that. yeah but like we're looking at like this dude's got some some serious juice. Uh, yeah, Derek Hall from Auburn, by the way, another SEC guy with a ton of run, like 6'3", 251, not as big, but I believe he had like 43 pressures. Yeah, 43 pressures, 10 sacks for Auburn last year. Good numbers. I expect potentially even another uptick for those with him. Nolan Smith, Mason mentioned, he's going to be undersized. He's going to be in that 230, maybe pushing 240, hopefully, range. <laughs> I don't care when you watch it's his insane. get off and you watch his, the power he has at 235. It's just, it's, you get numb to it after a while. And so do tackles, actually. They, they will also be numb um, yeah. running into him a bunch of times. So that's going to be the, you know, the, the probably like the Harold Landry type of the class where you're like, oh, this is a little undersized. Where do you play him? And it's like, just let him put his ears back. Mason mentioned this guy too. It's apparently Brian Bruzzy, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brian Bruzzy. Yeah, this is like just power and length and athleticism. And it's, it, he's like 600, he's like 6'5, 300. I, I'm really excited for him because he's, he's dealt with some injuries, but he's disruptive as heck. And that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. There are, there are a few, there are like a ton more in the SEC as well, defensive <laughs> tackle, but like, th- just names to know early on. Like there, there are several F- Fosky or Fosky. I don't know how you, it might be. It's one. Of I get asked one of the Notre Dame guys. I know one of, one of the two, I don't know. Um, but like this dude at like two sixty, he was like lined up at linebacker. He was doing like inaugurate things where they like put him up. He was standing upright of the nose. He was standing like he was outside on the edge, five tech. And, and then he was at linebacker because he could move so darn well for his size. It's, it's, he, he moves probably better than all the linebackers in this past class. Like that, it, it's just stupid. Uh, people be like, oh, that looks like a Parsons type. Okay, we got to chill. But like <laughs> just like the athleticism is off the charts with him. Like, all right, Mason, you got you got a quarterback take or, or of the top two or, or any you go I know ahead. You were just I listening, na- listing names. Uh, give me Stroud over Young at the moment. Um, yeah, just Chris, because our boy Chris would agree with you, and he's an Alabama guy. I'm, yeah, I just think he's just so precise, and I think just how how meticulous, how how he manages things in the pocket, how he can layer throws, the precision, just the growth we saw even last fall when he was just his first year as a starter. Like I think a lot of people were ready to kind of be like, Oh man, does he have it after the Minnesota game? It was like, it was one game and I, I'll, oh, I'll admit it. I was like, this is not going well. 
Uh, but he, <laughs> he righted the ship and he is when he got comfortable and he could just be dealing underneath quick game had had the touch on the deep ball like just everything was cooking for him and you can tell he processes quick and you can tell like he can slide up the pocket he can just do a lot of there he just looks so robotic in a good way that like he'll just be the pocket manager and it's like you can run you know if you want to (laughs) but he doesn't do it as much and then bryce young's kind of the gunslinger of the two you'd like to see play a little bit more from the pocket but when he scrambles, when the blitz is in his face, who it's a good time. He can make some just absolute absurd throws. Both these it's- guys clear the class <laughs> that we have been talking about leading up to this draft this past April. They cl- clear them by several rounds. We'll, we'll potentially even like we'll, we'll call it mean? as it is. What do you we'll mean? Call, <laughs> we'll call it as it is. The NFL knows how good these guys are. They're both going to talk. That's why a lot of teams, there was a 70 pick weight in between Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter. One quarterback first two rounds. I promise that's not happening this time. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. They'll be two off the board before pick five. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Um, you got anything more that you want to say, like right now? Or I mean, you just play? throw a takeout, but keep it to a position. Don't don't go crazy. I wasn't even going to go position. like position. I was oh. going like, I was going to go like completely like right, yeah, do separate. It. Do a thing. Do a thing. So, if you play dynasty fantasy football and you did not get extra twenty twenty three first, <laughs> that's a good. That's a it good is day. too late. It is too take. late. It's a good take. Yeah, because I have four in a league of ten people. It's a good take. I used to have yeah. five, so it's a good take. Yeah, too late. Yeah, people are gonna know now. They do know. <laughs> like now. people are people, even like the even like the dynasty players. Like if you're just a player and you don't like cover it and you don't do all that stuff like year round. Like by I'm telling you by July, people oh, yeah, are people going are. to know about these receivers, the tight ends, the running backs. And you're not trading for one unless no. you give away like Jamar Chase. Which yeah. you're not doing. So, no. but like, I, the price for those are going to be monstrous. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. here's one. Uh, Bijan Robinson should be a top 15 pick. Oh, yeah. Don't care about position. No. He should be. Um, who, who, who's like a projected top like pick? At, I mean, they're not, Atlanta's not taking him. No. I, <laughs> Unless like Ritter goes <laughs> off. Unless Ritter goes off. No, listen, if Atlanta's <laughs> in the top three and they're not taking a quarterback, if they don't land Will Anderson, something went really, really wrong for them. How about Bijan's Bijan's McCaffrey, by the way, if you guys were wondering. Oh, yeah. Like that's just it's McCaffrey at he's six foot two twenty one. Like he's McCaffrey as a receiver. Great feel as a runner. Don't overthink this fella. It, it's so he doesn't have he doesn't have elite. Okay. He might not have elite speed. The explosiveness not gonna be elite. Everything else is. Yeah, it's, everything's elite. So don't don't Hear me harp out. on don't harp on it. The the, the ability in in space just it's not even it's not fair. It's not Hear fair. me out. Okay. The Raiders decline the fifth year on Jacobs. Okay. And they take <laughs> Bijan. Yeah. Even though it's <laughs> McDaniel's. Even though it's a Patriots staff. Yeah, but he's but a good receiver. A first he's a good receiver. They have, ooh, he's a good receiver boy. though. McDaniel's boy. might like that. I mean, you also have Miami. So like that's easy, Arizona too. Yeah, I mean no. Arizona's in okay. Weird Arizona's not allowed to take Bijan. No, that they, no, yeah. they're not allowed. I I refuse. I'm I'm putting my foot down. Well, I mean, if I'm, if, I'm, if, no, if I'm putting my foot there. down. <laughs> if Cliff is still there, he he's a he's a cardinal. But I don't think Cliff's going to be there at this point. I mean, I'm putting if, my foot down. I I can't allow this. <laughs> it if, must be stopped. There needs to be a, a petition. Uh, we need a march. Um can't happen if philly gets to the point where like they feel comfortable with hurts or like one of those other late quarterbacks that they aren't will. stroud or young they will yeah they will and they shouldn't hesitate they they have two picks oh yeah they have two yeah. picks next year <laughs> darn saints Bijan and jackson smith and jigba to philly oh, question mark <laughs> philly has their slot guy they're they're in 11 forever um <laughs> With Bijan too, lovely. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, yeah. Any thoughts? I mean, and obviously, I haven't done enough studying yet, but it's just like this running back class is absurd. Like, again, dynasty. <laughs> if you haven't gotten your first, it's too late. You want to, you want to comp for Jameer Gibbs? I'll get let's go one. for it. Go for it. 
Jamal Charles. <laughs> you got Jamal Charles and Christian McCaffrey. You yeah, are. I actually you are. I believe bro, it. you've got hold on here. I got, believe it though. You've got the Rashawn Gary comp, you've got the Christian McCaffrey comp comp, and now you've got Jamal Charles in this episode. Gibbs just gives gives his flexibility and explosiveness just looks so easy. I don't get it. I, I don't get how he does the things he does in the short area. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm just going to chalk it up to supernatural things. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave the Jamal Charles comp there. I don't. I, it's early. It's early. Um, but, oh, by the way, also, uh, you you if you love the, the step up that the tight end class took from <laughs> 2021 to 2022, you are gonna love this one. <laughs> I got news. Uh, the the twenty twenty three tight end class can oh, be sure. very special here. Um, There's so gonna be a tight end taken in the first round. There is, there is, maybe two. Um, yeah. Michael Mayer is. Come incredible. on, say it, say it. Incredible. What? Yeah. What do you want me to say? I was waiting for it. Don't. Heard me. I'm not saying those say words. It. No, Come on. no. Come I'm, on. Not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Oh, that's upsetting. hey, did you know Sam Laporta's baby Gronk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but like Michael Mayer's ridiculous as a receiver, <laughs> the short area quickness rim, they can split them out. They don't do it enough, they should do it more. He's he's just he's good, man. I don't think he'll be on pits level for me, no, but I do think he, he is better than Fryermuth and yeah. he comfortably clears. Last year's think like we got so many comps. You guys are getting lucky. Jake's just throwing out comps in June. <laughs> um, in June, I'm gonna. You know, I like the i. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I want to say this. Uh, we 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 thrown he... out takes. We thrown out takes. I said the Titans are going to take a big step back. You've already thrown. Yeah, but out I've already comps. thrown out two comps. Yeah, no, you thrown out three. You step up. What did I? You've what, thrown out three? three. You you have the Rashawn Gary one earlier. Oh, I did say that for Murphy. That's right. That's true. I did say that. Oh, I I'm going to come back to the Michael Mayer comp. I'll bring it. It will be in this episode. It will be there. there Darnell Washington is huge, by the way. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Oh my God. So um, <laughs> I have a him, story. Him <laughs> and Arik Gilbert on the same team. These guys are playing basketball. At Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> so my guy, Jack, is a big Patriots fan. He saw Darnell Washington, and he says, I don't care. I'm taking him first overall. I don't care what position he plays. We, like the Whitewater staff, literally watched Darnell Washington high school tape one day. Oh, you did? Like we, I had it up on like, this is for all on the like the desk in the office, and I was watching it. I was just like watching up like one of my other coworkers, and they were like, "Who is that?" Listen, if you guys got some time and you're really into this draft like we are, just go watch Darnell Washington's high school tape. Just watch. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it will probably make you laugh a little bit because it's just it's that silly. It yeah. looks doctored. It, it feel like it should be, but it isn't. And so I just, they're incredible. Um, Jaheim Bell, move tight end, South Carolina. Keep him on the radar. Sam Laporta from Iowa, you should absolutely keep on the radar for sure. Stogner, obviously going to South Carolina with Rattler. Interesting. There's been some, there's been some talk about this guy, about Benjamin Eurosec from Stanford. And I'm itching to get to this guy because he's, in, he's going to be, he's a junior this year, had 42 for 653 last fall. Very interested to see uh, what he has put together on tape so far. Um, So do you want, do you want the mayor count? Yes. Okay. You already throwing some out there. So it's, I mean, it's like, it's like if you combined Hawkinson and fan into a player, basically it's, and it's a real shame that like those two players have been on like teams that aren't great. I know. Like, like Hawkinson's been good. Yeah. To the point where you're like, okay, you're not gonna like go back and be like, oh, this pick sucked. I'm gonna really question it. But like at the same time, you're like, we probably should be doing more, a little bit more yeah. for for Warriors. I mean, and Fant yeah. has definitely not found it, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. It was I mean, always like, Hawk over Fant, though. By the way, 
Yes. Like those. I completely forgot those are the same schools in the same draft until same just draft. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Don't worry, but, Darnell Washington and uh yeah, <laughs> Gilbert are next. <laughs> it's I mean oh, poor Noah fan because he seemed like he kind of was like just finding his steps and then he oh Russell Wilson gets traded there. Oh wait, you're going to Seattle. Oh, you're going to Seattle where you're part of the trade. That sucks. Um uh do you have I I'm surprised because I do this thing before once the draft is over. And I've done this for a few years now where I throw out takes immediately when the last pick is made for next year. draft. Yes. For next year. And so oh I threw some out and I feel really good about all of them so far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> April 30th. I threw will Anderson player one. That's I'm not, yeah. I will. Yeah. I'm not going to acquiesce. CJ Stroud QB one beach on Robinson RB one. Yeah. I did put a tackle and safety one there. I did put Maris tight end one. Yes. The tackle take here is a big take. Is it? It's the big, not. yeah, it's the take at tackle here, okay? A lot of people are putting Paris Johnson high in the mocks. Yeah. He's going to move over to tackle. He hasn't played there yet. Okay, there is a guy who has played there, though. Out yeah. west, he's very good. Blake Freeland. Yeah. Tackle yeah, oh, yeah, BYU. Yeah. BYU. Could have come out last year. I'm telling you. It's going to be stay up late. I know it's for a tackle. <laughs> stay whatever. up late. Listen, no. But see, here's the thing. You it. should be staying up late anyway because Jaron Hall is going to be. Dark. Yeah, for Pac-12 after dark. But Jaron Hall is going to be playing for BYU at two at quarterback. Yeah. You have to be watching him as well. So just keep it on. I believe is Isaac Rex. He came back, right? He I think back. so, yes. So Rex at tight end for them too. But watch. I watch completely forgot Ross about Freeland. him. Yeah, Rex will be watch back for both them. of them. Because so like when I was these guys, yeah, when I was watch watching BYU, when I was watching Zach Wilson and oh, who was the receiver? Dax Milne. Dax Milne. Like the tight end Rex. was absolutely Rex was making plays, dude. Balling. Yep. Absolutely balling. Okay. This is go. an assignment. Stay up late. Watch BYU because Blake Freeland is really, really good, and Jaron Hall is a lot of fun at the very least. As is Rex, they're a lot of fun. That's I, I, I've got diamond. it. I've okay. got the got take. take. I've okay. got to take. Do the take. Do the take. Do the take. So last year, Jake, you remember this? I was big on Packers taking linebacker in round one. Obviously, yeah. that didn't happen. This year, I said I don't feel like we need a linebacker. <laughs> they took. One. Guess what? They took one. <laughs> they took a linebacker in round one. You should have done that in twenty twenty in twenty twenty one. So messed up. This year, I wanted to save. Next year, it's finally going to happen. Whether that be Brandon Joseph, whether oh. it be Jordan Battle, or it's Jalen Catalan season again, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Do- so, yeah, he's Mason's the biggest Jalen Catalan fan uh, anywhere, <laughs> anywhere uh, on the earth. Um, but Jordan Battle, kind of yeah. surprised he came back. Yeah. Honestly, he would have went round two. Yeah, he would have easily. Uh, he he's done he's done it all really. I mean he's a he's the all around guy, kind of like Hamilton. Um, just good instincts, good ball skills, back end, great tackler, good box player. Like that's that's there. Brandon Joseph's the single high guy. He's the Jesse Bates of the class. Where it's like you're gonna. It's not a comp. I didn't say it was a comp. <laughs> Don't say I comped him. I'm saying this is the guy in the class where you go. You're keeping him single high. You're keeping him in the back end, and that's that's just where he is. He, he's not he's not doing anything else like that. You don't want him anywhere else. Had a really really good season with Northwestern in 2020. A little bit of a setback going to Notre Dame. I expect big things. If you want the freak at safety, I don't. Okay. We're going out west again. <laughs> going out west again. JL Skinner from Boise State is listed. At 6'4-220. That may sound familiar to you because there is a certain safety that was 6'4219, I believe, that went in the first round in this past draft in Kyle Hamilton. So there you go. The next big <laughs> athletic freak at safety, JL Skinner, Boise State. Excellent player. I've got more offensive line takes. We haven't even hit receiver yet. That's very Yeah, funny. I was really just about to say it is a Packers podcast. And we haven't even done receiver. We haven't yet. done receiver. I'm not gonna lie. I feel very 2021 about this receiver class a little bit so far. Yeah. And it's not like there won't some of these guys will take steps. And it's like Keisha Boutte is just really unfortunately 
stepped into the limelight at receiver when LSU had legitimately the most turnover I've ever seen from a, from a team. Yeah. And the numbers just haven't been there. And like, that's, that's okay. Like I'm, he, he, Butte is going to be 20 when he gets drafted, by the way, he will still be 20. Um, So that's, that's, that's really cool. Jordan Addison. uh, Oh man. You can't not talk about the Blinnikoff player. He he really made Kenny Pickett into first rounder. Um, <laughs> this is like this is like Jahan Jahan Dotson, but I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> More excited. Yes, about a player like him because he's just he's oh, he's so fun. He, he he attacks the catch point. I I like what he does after the catch more than than Dotson a little bit. And like he's going to USC <laughs> to play with yeah. Caleb Williams. Like, and he could have went to Texas too. He chose not to. Pot meat kettle, let's let's ride. Pot meat kettle, let's ride. Yeah, he could have been playing with Bijan and Xavier Worthy, who's probably gonna be the top receiver in 2024. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I got a comp. <laughs> you want a comp? Oh, another one? Yeah, I got a comp. Yeah. All right. Um, watch Boston College, watch Phil Jerkovic. Oh, yeah. To Zay Flowers. That connection yeah. is gonna be incredible. Zay I Flowers can... is Taylor Gabriel. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. Makes perfect sense. We yeah, like yeah. when that was announced that he was coming back. We were all just kind of like, we were very why? surprised. We were like, why? But then it was like, oh, another year of Scott and Zay Flowers. Actually, the, the game you should go watch if you have, if you're on like caddies cut ups, if you go there yeah. and you have some access to some of the, some of the good stuff. Um, the, his game against Booth was a really good battle. Him and Booth traded some blows in that game and it, yeah. And I love Booth, and so that gives you some excitement as to what Zay Flowers can do. There's a lot of guys who can just take the step in this receiver class, like Quentin Johnson. Johnson's the very yeah. much the Sammy Watkins looking guy at receiver as a prospect, which is like he's bigger. He goes and gets it, and he's got speed. And at six four two twelve, great combination. Down the line, you want the you want the the sleeper i can i can feel it in the air a little bit first off rakeem jarrett to the moon at maryland they're gonna score a lot of <laughs> yeah. points by the way so him and demas when demas comes back from injury oh i forgot oh, yeah boy. demas got like hurt. all these names coming back because it's just yeah. like you, see, you hear these names during like drafts demas got like, hurt yeah mm-hmm. dontavian wicks to yeah. the moon at virginia <laughs> And he's going to be playing with, again, this is what's really cool about the ACC this year is there's so many quarterback receiver connections that are going to be prospects. Like you can go Sam Hartman to A.T. Perry, quarterback to receiver at Wake Forest. Jerkovic to Flowers, we already mentioned. Brennan Armstrong, the lefty, the southpaw at Virginia, to Dontavian Wicks. And then they have another, uh, yeah, Kite and Thompson. Where's 99? (laughs) <laughs> so you'll see him um i know they're not in the acc anymore but tolia tug of iloa could come out of this class we'll see but throwing to demas yeah. and jarrett that's a big one i wish howell stayed and was still throwing to downs that'd be oh nice. yeah gosh downs is a beast by the way did you did you see owen did you say see owen's uh threat on at perry today no he did one i would AT perry's got some I would go take a look at it because he's already yeah. doing like stuff for Shrine Bowl already next um, year. That makes sense. That make, yeah. Cedric Tillman. Here's another QB cor- QB receiver connection who, to look at. Who so, was the West Coast quarterback that Glassmere was just like foaming over? Oh, Ward. Right? No. West it was, Coast? Yes. West like he was going to transfer. Was it? Like he was like big in October. Oh my God. Who was it? West Coast. I'm losing my mind. Was it? I don't know who's on the West Coast. I really don't quickly, remember though. Who it was? Um, Hendon Hooker at quarterback for Tennessee. Cedric Tillman had a ridiculous year, by the way. Um, just a little under the radar 64 catch, 1,081 yard, 12 touchdown season, basically. It, on a team with Velas, right? Who had a decent year as well. But like I I'm so on the Rakeem Jarrett and Dontavian Wicks trains already. 
Josh Downs is very exciting. Josh Downs is a little smaller, but he's very exciting. We even talk about Smith and Jigba yet, who yeah. <laughs> is just, by the way, production's stupid. He's probably just going to be a good pro. Like, you don't even have to overthink it. He had, like, 600 yards on 90 catches. <laughs> so, um, him and him and Stroud should be phenomenal. I found it. What'd you get? What'd you got? Hayner. Oh, Hayner from, yeah, from um, Fresno State. Fresno. Oh, his receiver that he – Oh no, he's back. Jalen Cropper. Yeah. yeah, so Hainer to Cropper, uh late nights. <laughs> just watch Pac 12 and like the watch West Coast. late. Just watch watch, for, watch college got football nothing for better 12 to do. hours. You can sleep in later. Just watch for 13 hours. You can do it. 14 hours. I don't <laughs> I'm gonna keep increasing the hours. Smith and Jigba, uh him and Butte, they both have work to do against press. They didn't face a lot of press. They gotta face it. Let's see how they do. Those are the questions I saw for them most part like i like him give me a look we'll see what this is all going to come to fruition we're going to talk about way more obviously uh when the season when the college season starts but like do you have any mason do you have any more takes i guess like we didn't really cover like one really important position which is corner yeah and like that's really a down i wouldn't would you say it's a down year or is it just kind of like a big step down from last year like this I, last I'm going to say, yeah, I mean, last year's was really, really good. This year, I do think you can tell that the masses haven't gotten to this position yet. Yeah. this That's all I'm going to say, because I do think the SEC has horses. Oh, yeah. Ricks, 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 Ringo, Smith, all three of those. Cam Smith from South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. So another, another good South Carolina corner. So there you go. Um, and then Ringo and Ricks at Georgia and Alabama, respectively. Ringo is fast, but obviously not fast enough to catch Jameson Williams. Um, my guy, Garrett Williams, hopefully this final of the year he, he declares, but I'm his – Is freshman, that the Syracuse? Yeah, his freshman season okay. is ridiculous. I'm like – I'm excited about study. it. I've seen that name for like two years now. I'm like, doesn't he come out already? He's the Abraham Lucas of this class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or like the Jack Jones. Yeah. He's he's the guy who was like, oh, I remember him from 2020, basically. And it was like, <laughs> when's he get when's he gonna declare? Yeah, I get I, that's that's fair. You mentioned Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, and that's starting to that that cornerback one talk starting to emerge. Yeah. A little bit, which is exciting. We didn't bring a linebacker, Noah Sewell, by the way. There's another Sewell. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, which you probably do. Because he's he's really, really good. I mean, started right away at, at Oregon. This is early declare all the way. Oh, yeah. Do, does it all. Uh, he, he's very much Devin Lloyd-esque and, like, he just does everything. And so, like, you get wrapped up in that. He does miss some tackles. A little bit like Lloyd did. But overall, really exciting player. I got to take. Here's <laughs> my final take. I know that we are gushing, and a lot of people are, because both these centers came back to school. Oh. So people like Ricky Stromberg and yeah. Jared Patterson both came back to school. And people are like, okay, these are the guys. You know, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go forward with those guys as the guys, right? And a lot of people are like John Michael Schmitz. A lot of people came onto that yeah. name after, after Bleach Report put him a little bit higher than, than expected um, on, their, on their board, right? But I got I got a, a name that's going to be, you can hold me to this, is going to be center one in this class. Okay. Cedric Van Pran from Georgia. He's incredible. He's incredible. Just that's all I got to say. He is fantastic. He he is. They're just like you look at the Georgia <laughs> offense and you're like, oh yeah, I, I can see Sawyer, you know. They have a tackle. What's his name? Warren McClendon. That's not who I thought it was. Okay. <laughs> ah, never mind. Is he a guard? Uh, we're losing it. No, but Cedric Rampran's just like, he'll just, you just go watch and be like, he just does everything right. Perfect. Send the, send the ticket. In. Send, send the, the ticket. He's center one for me. Um, the Osiris Torrance love from Pro Football Network, Ian and, and, and Oliver and all them over there 
are well on the Osiris Torrance train because he transferred to Florida from uh, Louisiana. Can't wait to check him out. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a whole lot there, but like we're just starting to get into these guys, but we threw out so many names for you <laughs> immediately. Did, did I you go keep for up with all the names is the real question. Yeah, that's right. I, did you have the notebook out and write down everybody? Are you going to go important. watch film after this? Yeah. That's that's also I, important. I do want to give a quick shout out to those guys like Enable Rogue on YouTube. Although it's not all twenty twenty, all twenty two, it's something at least, and it they is. are already starting putting out some stuff. So, thank you. Yes, Keel Pro is another that yep. does them. Do a barrel roll is another, I believe, who has a lot of games. So yeah, all three of those guys. If you're just going to go to the YouTube and and see more full game stuff just from the broadcast, it, it'll give you, it gives you a decent amount. Yes. Like you can see enough. I think from your offensive Depends on and what defensive the position lines. Is, really. Yeah, it does. Offensive defensive lines. I do think you can get a little bit of grasp at running back. It's definitely harder for receiver, definitely harder for DBs, but you can get at least a little bit of a baseline. Cause sometimes, and I, and I want college football to do this more. They get on the receiver corner camp after big plays and show like the entire path, the route and everything like they need to do that more. So that's, or, that's, or they could just do like a game pass that, you know, except not they, have it be like to what game pass is right now, where it's just a complete wreck. Please. What's super annoying is they do the national championship, all 22 broadcasts. Yes. Do it for all the games. <laughs> just do it for all the games. And that's, that's, that's really my last <laughs> spiel. But I we do got have a some, rant at the end of the episode. I've got too. rants go. though. I've got we got to throw out more running backs. We th- we talked about how good the running back class was, Mason. We talked about how good it can be. We threw out two names. What are we doing? <laughs> we got to do more. Okay. Do you have your notebooks out? Yeah, I'm. I'm talking to you guys. I am. I'm talking at you. Tank, get the notebook out. Uh, Tank Bigsby. Yeah, Auburn. Uh, he, he's he's dynamic athlete for his size, and Ooh. he he can drop the hammer a little bit. Zach Evans, same conference, transfers to Mississippi from TCU. That, that dude's a ball of energy. Blake Corum from Michigan is probably, according to a lot of people, the, one of the highest character people you can ever talk to. And he's, he's 5'8", does go to the 200 mark, though. So that's good news. Um, Packers fans, I'm just rattling off names for you because if the yeah. – thing happens with Aaron Jones after two seasons. Yep. You need to be familiar with these names. Uh and mostly the explosive guys. So like you want to know like B. John Robinson, Packers first round, obviously. We know <laughs> <laughs> we know it's gonna happen. Uh somebody's Sean gonna Tucker, trade for AJ Dillon and they're just gonna take yeah. Bijan Robinson the first. Dude, Bijan and AJ Dillon be super fun. Uh, uh Sean Tucker from Syracuse is definitely a name to know. Apparently clocked a 42940. He does not look that fast on tape. So if, if you're gonna go expect the 429 on no, it that's that's it doesn't happen. I promise. You're forgetting like two names. I'm I, gonna get there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them is 170 pounds. Okay. <laughs> Probably needs to play receiver. I got Darren Sproles comp. Everybody's gonna do it, right? Deuce Vaughn at 5'6, 176. He's extremely productive for, for Kansas State. Did you want me to bring up Devin a chain from Texas A&M? Is that who you yeah. wanted? No, no. You're like forgetting a big one from like this draft. I know, class. I know, I know. Zach Charbonnet was was a big deal for a while at yeah. UCLA. I know, yeah. I know. I was just gonna say, there's a he lot of fans should, out there. Probably so. should have declared because he's gonna kind of get lost in the sauce in this class. But like, Georgia's got a couple guys too. Kendall Milton mentioned- and Kenny McIntosh, both of them. You you also mentioned like. This guy should. Well, we've been talking about this guy coming out since like 2020. I think you know where I'm going. Where Big Ten going? guy, injury last year. Running back? Yes. Big Ten guy, injury last year, running back. Yes. Where am I? Uh, is he on the database? I, I don't know. Oh, or unless he's. Oh, 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 you're talking about, are you talking about Mo, Mo yes. Ibrahim from yes. Minnesota? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, that actually, yeah, he was having a great year. 
Ooh, I got one that more. Almost made me cry when he got hurt. Honestly. Yeah, that was that hurt. That hurt. I got one more. Ooh. You're into Maxion. Oh, Lou, Nich- Lou Nichols from Central Michigan. He 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 looks the part. Like that's the where you're like, oh, does he dominate competition? It's like he just steps on the field, dude. You know, he's he's <laughs> the competition at that level. Um. Yeah, we we went a lot longer than I expected. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Did we? Did we though? Did we actually go longer than I expected? Probably not. Not really. But when you get you like got, us two talking about drafts. Oh boy, you you got a lot of names. Hopefully from this, and just to be ready. Like, listen, I I'm telling you, thirteen hours a day, be parked in front of the TV because there's just going to be so many good matchups to watch. I'm already looking forward to Georgia and Auburn or in Oregon. I said Auburn because Bo Nix is the starting quarterback for Oregon now. Oh, my God. That could be a that could be a bloodbath. <laughs> but <laughs> the good news is in that bloodbath, you can watch Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith absolutely wreck folks. Uh, so there's that. Um, and Noah Sewell will be in that game as well. There'll be a lot of first round picks in that game. Then the following You're saying week, Bo Nix is a first round pick? No, that's not <laughs> there will be first round picks and Bo Nix in that game. Uh, <laughs> Ohio State plays Notre Dame. Oh, boy. So, Paris Johnson, Isaiah Foskey, that matchup immediately going to be a big deal. Stroud versus – you can kind of say versus Brandon Joseph. It's going to be a big yeah. deal as well. Like, there's – Alabama, Texas Imagine, is going to be a track meet. Like, we also talked offense, about, though. like, Jordan Battle is like a second-out guy last year. But what about Brandon Joseph? Like, early in the process last year, he was in that range as well. Yeah. So – there's a lot of names, and I know we could talk about like all the quarterbacks who could rise. We'll get to that, I promise. So if you guys enjoyed this, I, shout out to you because we sat for a while to talk about 2023 draft prospects. So um, we will catch you guys very, very soon, and I'm sure we'll kind of do some more deep dives into the positions uh, throughout the summer, and we'll kind of start building boards. But uh, until then, we will catch you guys uh, next Monday. See you guys later.